Welcome to Road Bike Action's Bike Tech. Today we're going to be talking tubeless tires with Associate Editor Michael White of Road Bike Action Magazine. Michael, welcome to the show. Always great to chat with you. Hi, George. Likewise. So tubeless tires. Uh, first of all, what are they and why the popularity? Well, tubeless tires are something that have been around for a very, very long time. Um, on the bicycle side of things, uh, really road bike tires and I guess bicycle tires in general uh, typically use an inner tube. And uh, really bicycle tires are one of the few types of tires that actually use an inner tube in this day and age. Uh, another common application being wheelbarrows. Uh, our modern cars and motorcycles and various other uh, vehicles that we use with tires are tubeless. They don't have inner tubes. Um, so tubeless tires essentially means exactly what it sounds like. It's a tire and wheel system that does away with inner tubes. And again, why do you think that they have become so popular lately? Uh, well, on the road side of things, they are really uh, still in their infancy and in popularity. Um, the uh, mountain bike industry embraced tubeless tires a long time ago, uh, back in the mid, uh, mid-1990s. Uh, really, when um, there was a, a French tire company called Hutchinson, they really got together with Mavic to develop a uh, standardization for tubeless tires and wheels, and that really led to uh, the widespread popularity in, in mountain biking. And the reason for that is because uh, without running an inner tube, you do away essentially with your uh, or with the you do away with the risk of uh, pinch flatting. Uh, pinch flatting occurs when uh, you have a very low pressure in your tires and the inner tube can get caught or pinched uh, against the side of the rim, and that kind of can rub and basically cause a hole within the inner tube, thereby causing a flat. So no inner tube means no pinch flooding. So that was one of the big reasons why that uh, why mountain biking uh, really embraced tubeless, uh, tubeless tires. Now, I know some manufacturers are coming out with specific rims for tubeless tires. Are, are those necessary? Uh Yes, most manufacturers that we've spoken to will say that they they are uh, they are mandatory. Uh, there are some tubeless uh, conversion kits out there, uh, which you can use to essentially convert your non-tubeless rim into a tubeless uh, accepting format. Uh, however, there are a couple different standards on the roadside that have recent, recently been developed. Um, many uh, road cyclists will hear the term UST, uh, which stands for Universal System Tubeless. It was something that was developed uh, in the late 90s by Hutchinson and Mavic, as I mentioned earlier, and that really led to the standardization for mountain bike wheels. And UST really isn't, is not a designation uh, applicable to road cycling. Uh, however, Hutchinson did come out with uh, their first true road tubeless tire uh, in the mid-2000s, around uh, 2005 or 2006, and uh, they dubbed that development road tubeless. So um, whenever you hear the term road tubeless, that's pretty much what, uh, what we're going to be talking about is that development from Hutchinson. And for a tire to be, uh, excuse me, a tire and rim combination to be truly road tubeless, uh, it, it's uh, basically the rim has a, uh, a bead hook that uh, will accept a, a roughly a square-shaped bead in the tire with a non-stretchable bead, uh, usually made of uh, carbon fiber or, again, something non-stretchable. And that really will create an airtight seal once inflated uh, without an inner tube. Um, another standard that we're, we're hearing more about that's becoming even more popular is called the Tubeless Ready. Uh, and many companies are using the acronym uh, TLR for, uh, for their products to designate Tubeless Ready products. And that's something that's uh, very similar to Road Tubeless, 
uh, in that it creates an airtight seal. However, it requires the use of a liquid uh, latex or, or other material uh, sealant that has to be uh, inserted inside the tire to create a fully tight seal. Now, are these more reliable? Are they more convenient? In terms of reliability, I believe that's, uh, that's the biggest benefit of road tubeless. And again, that's something we've seen on the mountain bike side. Uh, being able to run a tubeless setup uh, without an inner tube, again, does a, completely does away with uh, the risk of pinch flatting. You have no inner tube, you have no pinch flats to worry about. Uh, likewise, if you run a system with uh, a liquid sealant, which we always recommend and we hear pretty much every manufacturer recommending that as well, uh, the liquid sealant will seal up any microscopic or small holes that you may pick up in your tire, uh, whether it be from a sharp rock, a small piece of glass, uh, or other road debris. Uh, so having that, uh, that element in the equation, the liquid sealant, really, uh, really takes away a lot of the flats that we typically have to worry about. And in our experience here at Road Bike Action Magazine, our entire staff, we've been running many different tubeless setups over the past couple of years, and uh, we've noticed a significant drop in the uh, in the number of flats that we we uh, are victim to. Now, I was thinking, have you been riding tubeless uh, pretty much exclusively? Uh, I wouldn't say I've been riding riding tubeless exclusively, but I have ridden quite a fair bit, and it is my preferred setup for many different types of rides. Uh, especially longer rides, uh, longer endurance rides where I'll be on the bike for several hours uh, or if I'm away from home or traveling, if I bring a bike with me, I'll typically try and include a tubeless setup uh, really just in order to have that extra security, uh, extra reliability uh, against flat tires. Now, I'm somebody who always plans for catastrophic and uh, I carry my CO2, but I also always carry a pump. Um and I remember well when sealant was out for inner tubes, um, and, and that had such a negative image, and it was really messy if you got a flat. I think I used it once or twice and just stopped. So sealant with the tubeless, is it different? Um, sealant in a tubeless, uh, again, you're doing away with the inner tube, so you will have liquid sealant in the tire itself, uh, within the tire, on the rim, so, yes, it actually can be quite messy once you end up taking the tire off. And uh, tubeless is, is by no means perfect. You, you still will get the occasional flat. Um, we've gotten the flats um, every now and then, usually from large pieces of road debris, again, glass or sharp rocks that are, are very, very big cuts, uh, particularly in the sidewall, that uh, they're so big that liquid sealant cannot seal them fully. Um, thus, you get a flat tire. Uh, but the good news is about tubeless is it's still a tire. And if you carry spare inner tubes, which you should always do, along with CO2 cartridges and or a mini pump, uh, then you can simply take the tire off and insert a, an inner tube. Um, now, tubeless tires, because they have much more, uh, much tighter tolerances with the rims, uh, it does make installation and removal of a tubeless tire quite a bit more difficult. Um, it's it's by no means something that should scare people off from trying it, but people should be aware that it does require a bit more effort, a bit more focus and concentration uh, and technique and practice in order to remove and install a tubeless tire. But again, that said, if you do end up getting a, a flat tire on the road, pull out your spare under tube and pop it in your tire, there will be uh, a few ounces of liquid sealant within the tire that will splash around a little bit. It will be messy. Um, you will get your hands dirty, but... You know, that's, uh, that's just one of the, 
it's one of the drawbacks of the tubeless, but again, it's, it's not really something that people should, uh, should be scared of. Now, what's the difference in cost? If I'm thinking that I would like to go ahead and try tubeless, I'm looking at new rims. I'm looking at new tires. Do the tires, are they more expensive? Yes. Uh, on average, we found that uh, tubeless tires run anywhere between 10 to 30% more uh, than an equivalent uh, uh, regular clincher type tire. Um, and that really comes down to the manufacturing process, the extra uh, material, the extra protection material that goes into a tubeless tire, and also the, the shape of the, uh, of the bead. Um, again, all those add to manufacturer's costs, trickles down to retail costs. So they are a bit more expensive, but it's, um, you, know, you have to look at the trade-off of what you're getting. Uh, with tubeless, you're getting that greater reliability, so hopefully you will, will have fewer flats. Um, another benefit of tubeless that many people should consider as well is that without the inner tube, again, without that fear of pinch flatting, you're able to run significantly lower pressures than you would on a tubeless system uh, than if you were running with an inner tube. Uh, so, for example, if you typically run 100 PSI in your clincher-type tire with an inner tube, uh, you can drop that down to around 85, maybe even 80 PSI, and you can reap the benefits of that added uh, comfort that comes with lower pressures. Well, that is a substantial number. Big difference. Yeah, that's, that's a big, big thing with, uh, with for tubeless advocates. That's something that uh, many people enjoy. And uh, with that lower pressure, you get the greater comfort and a little bit better traction, too. Now, what's the response from tire manufacturers as tubeless grows in popularity? Are they coming out with their own designs now? Uh, yes, for the past couple of years, we've been seeing more and more manufacturers, uh, both wheel manufacturers and tire manufacturers, release new products. Uh, uh, the first one that comes to mind is Bontrager. They've, uh, they've really embraced tubeless. Um, they have a whole lineup called the TLR Road that includes several different wheels uh, and several different tires as well as their own sealant. And uh, that's a company that's really, really embraced tubeless technology. And again, we're seeing more manufacturers embrace tubeless as well. And uh, it's something that we feel will continue to grow in popularity. Um, but, but it is a new technology. And as we all know, road cycling is very much a traditional sport. And it does take a little while for new technologies to catch hold. I'm wondering, uh, kind of a sign of that, are bikes actually coming specced with tubeless now? We are seeing a few bikes uh, coming stock with tubeless setups. Um, and uh, usually they're tubeless ready tires and wheels. So typically they'll come stock with an inner tube, but uh, consumers can go and convert those into tubeless. And what's the response from bike shops? Do you feel like they are guiding customers to go tubeless? In my experience, I've spoken with a couple of different bike shops that are pushing tubeless, um, particularly, particularly those who sell products from brands like Bontrager, who, again, have really embraced tubeless technology. Um, on the whole, it's probably not as big of a push as I think many of the manufacturers would like to see. Uh, and it really, I think that's a case-by-case -case basis, depending on the specific bike shop and also the specific region. Uh, from what we've heard, uh, regions such as New England and also the Pacific Northwest, shops in those areas uh, are pushing tubeless a little bit more than the rest of the, the United States. And we attribute that to the, uh, the wetter weather, uh, the poor riding conditions usually that come with the, uh, the wet weather. Um, and that's, again, something that we're seeing in those markets. Now, we haven't talked too much about cyclocross. Uh, how about tires and cyclocross? Uh, tubeless tires and cyclocross are becoming uh, much more popular. 
um, in cyclocross, you uh, or, or excuse me, riders typically run very, very low pressures, and that's because they're on sand, grass, dirt courses, uh, terrains that require very, very low pressures in order to uh, in order to uh, attain safe and performance-oriented traction. Uh, so the common choice uh, for many, many years, for the longest time, for cyclocross racing has been the tubular wheel. Uh, tubular wheels uh, and tires don't have an inner tube. They, 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 you fill them up, and um, they could be high pressure or extremely low pressure without fear of flatting. Uh, so that's been that's been the marquee product for cyclocross racing. But now we're seeing many manufacturers really market uh, many of their tubeless wheels. Again, I'll go back to Bontrager. They're a great example. They've been really pushing uh, uh, their cyclocross line for cyclocross racing. Uh, and again, tubeless is, is a great alternative to tubulars. Now, where do you see in this technology that advances could still be made? I think the biggest uh, advancement that tubeless technology can make uh, is involved in rim construction, uh, uh, specifically in carbon fiber and composites. Um, there are several brands who have developed tubeless-ready uh, carbon rims, um, including Easton. Uh, several years ago, uh, Karima uh, developed a carbon tubeless wheel. Uh, Bontrager now has a few in their line. Also, uh, smaller brands like Boyd Cycling, they have a few as well, as well as Reynolds and, and quite a few others. So I think um, the development of rim-shaped rim profiles uh, uh, through carbon fiber development uh, I think that will really push tubeless uh, into even greater popularity. Now, can you tell us what is coming up in the next edition of Road Bike Action Magazine? Oh, glad you asked. Uh, the next issue of Road Bike Action Magazine is our November 2015 issue, and it is officially going on sale on newsstands and bookstores this week. Uh, many of our subscribers have probably already received it in their mailbox, but uh, for those of you who have not uh, in the new issue yet. It's, it's quite a good one. It's very tech-heavy. Uh, I mentioned last week on the show that we've, uh, we've included a feature on SRAM's new electronic uh, wireless uh, road group set called the Red ETAP. Uh, also in this issue is a first-ride review of Trek's all-new Madone road bike. Uh, Trek has uh, really segmented their road bike line into three distinct categories uh, with the Domani road bike uh, sort of taking the place of the endurance, uh, endurance road bike. The Amanda is the sort of lightweight, fitness-to-weight ratio uh, racing climbing bike. And now the Madone is really embodying the aero road uh, trend. Uh, it's Trek's entry into the Virgin Aero Road market, and it offers a tremendous amount of integration and uh, performance. And it's a, a pretty amazing bike, and it's something that I definitely recommend our readers checking out. Assistant Editor of Road Bike Action Magazine, Michael White, thanks very much for joining us on Bike Tech. You're welcome, George. Thank you very much. Over the Top Cycling Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.